Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And he is my dad. We're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. So here it is. What is a food from your childhood that is a main memory? I'm talking like a core memory meal. Yeah, for me... My main memory as a kid growing up was Kraft macaroni and cheese. There you go. The blue box. Mm -hmm. It had to be the blue box. And I mean, we ate that all the time. And then as I got older and cooked for myself Mm -hmm. a lot of times, uh, my mom would be working or something like that. Uh, I would make that and I would just eat the whole box. Nice. Yeah. It was, I mean, you know. Being the large kid that I was, it didn't bother me. But uh, and it was probably a cheap meal for my mom. Mm-hmm. And then later we got to where we would add like a small can of peas and tuna with it, which mm. to some people sounds disgusting. I thought it was great. And uh, so that, but Kraft macaroni and cheese, Blue Box. If I was to eat it today, mm-hmm. I haven't made it in years. Um, that would it would bring back my childhood in a heartbeat. A little bit of nostalgia. It there. would. It would in a heartbeat. Okay, for mine, you're probably going to have to help me remember what the actual name of this dish was. Okay. But it was uh, Italian, like little pasta shells, and it was filled with spinach and, oh, yeah. and yeah. like a cream sauce. And then mm-hmm. you put this red sauce on top of it. Do you know what that's called? It was, um, gosh, it was a stuffed shells recipe your mom had. I can't remember. We'll just call it stuffed shells. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, the long tubes, uh, which are called manicotti. Okay. It was a manicotti she made that, uh, I forget where, she probably got it from Pampered Chef. Mm. But uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and that was that's just one I remember for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we discovered it like our first house in Ocean Springs. Yeah. Because it was like, it was, that's like childhood childhood. Yeah, yeah. You know? no, that's way back, first grade time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely one that if I eat it, I'm like, Wow, this is yeah. this is my childhood right here. I have to look for that because I don't know if we still have that recipe. I've got to look around for that because that'd be fun to make. It would be. It's been a long time. We could share it with uh, everybody online too. Yeah. Put it on the Instagram page or something yeah. if we can yeah. find it. If we can find it, we'll put it out there for you guys. Okay, so the topic that we're going to be moving into is one that is near and dear to the Maxwell heart. Very excited about this topic. And it is vacations. Yep. Uh, We're talking about travel. We're talking about why we should do vacations, what to do, how to do it. And we want to be able to help you guys because I feel like this area is kind of underemphasized today. That's a good point. Um, People either go super hard in the vacations and take a thousand pictures every day. Yeah. Or they just feel like they never want to go on one. They're just like, ah, you know, it's whatever. I don't really care. I would rather have a TV, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of people, vacations really aren't meant to to be shared that much, if that makes sense. Mm, like, I got you. You know, we go on vacation so we can post about it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not really what the vacation's all about. It is definitely not. And And I think remembering that makes your vacation a whole lot nicer. Less pressure. Yeah, and... And you don't, you're not that person people run from. 
Mm. When you, hey, let me show you all my pictures from my vacation. (laughs) Most people don't care. Yeah. You know, you take pictures for you. You enjoy the vacation for you. Are you going to take a million pictures you'll never look at again? Probably. You will. Um, But it's still yours. It's your memories. And I think that's the key that we want to get out of it. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, we shouldn't walk into going on vacations as if it's some this like an unattainable, far off idea. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's only for people who have huge amounts of money, stuff yeah. like that. Because we see that on social media. There's that yeah. person like Emily's following this influencer who her parents went on a like two month river cruise. Mm-hmm. And then the kids went on a cruise. No, they, they went on like a, a road trip around all of the UK okay. and went to a bunch of different countries. Yeah. That's what we picture when we picture vacations. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that. No. So uh, anyway, we love vacations. We, we have do. always been about vacations. Anyone who knows us will tell you that we can occasionally annoy them with how much we talk about yes, why to go on vacations. <laughs> but we're going to do it here. That's right. You get it. So this first session is about how travel benefits you as an individual. Um, travel is something I think that can be very enriching. Mm-hmm. It can be something that we can benefit from personally. So I want to know from your perspective, Dad, what are what do you think are some reasons why travel benefits an individual? Yeah, to me, travel is one of those things that it's good to get kind of outside your little world. Mm. And, and it widens your perspective to the world around you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to say, yeah, I know there's people who live all over the world. But if you never go see any other part of the world, mm-hmm. your world becomes very small. Yeah. And you kind of think, well, my little world is the world. Yeah. No, it's not. And, and I think it helps you kind of see the whole world and you kind of get a different perspective. Yep. You meet people from other cultures. Yeah. And, and I think that's good for us as people. Yeah, I agree. And I like that we use the word travel because we're primarily talking about vacations here. But yeah. from, from my own personal experience, I'm also going to throw in missions trips. Yeah. I know from the trips that I've been on how much my perspective has gotten widened of like even my first mission trip I ever went on to Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Just going to Central America and seeing the different ways that people live. Yeah. Like I saw villages where where people are living in these conditions that you know, you couldn't get by in, in the US. Yeah. But that was, that's all they had, you know, or, you know, up one of the places we stayed, there had to be armed men who were patrolling outside mm-hmm. just to make sure that nobody tried to do anything crazy. You know, yeah. like it, it really shows you like, oh my gosh, like the American way isn't the only way. Yeah. But then on the reverse side, it also can humble you mm-hmm. because like, I also went to other parts of the world where I was like, man, we could learn some stuff from these people. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, like being able to go to different countries where people actually spend a meal together at night and mm-hmm. hang out for hours yeah. and just yeah. talk and laugh and hang out. And I'm like, wow, the U.S. could use a little bit more of that yeah. instead of just sitting in front of the TV and eating their dinner and then moving yeah. on to their room. You know, so yeah. it does. No, it it's true. It, it humbles you, and you, you, I think you can learn from other people. You kind of pick up on that. Uh, you, you figure out that your world isn't as big as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to know that it's not all about us. Yeah, I you think know, you're right. You realize other people are there. It kind of broadens your perspective, like I said, but it also makes you realize that 
maybe life is not as maybe rough as you think it is. Mm. Like sometimes we always took teenagers on mission trips. And when they would see, like you said, third world country conditions, they realize I've got a good life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've heard people say, and it's true in a lot of ways, the poorest people in the U.S. are still some of the richest people in the world. It's true. And it's true when you go to other places of the world and you see it and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they really do live in a tin hut on dirt. Yeah. And it's like, they do. No indoor plumbing. You know, it, that's that's some people live, a lot of people live that way. Yeah. And I think it does humble you when you realize, okay, maybe I shouldn't complain about my life. Mm-hmm. You're right. And because we know that those conditions exist, but it's a far off idea. Yeah. But when you're actually there, you're like, oh, wow, that these are people that are just like me. They were just born in a different place. They were. That's the only difference. And it's one of those things. Travel, I think, brings us memories and things that we have forever. You know, we always talk about and and we've just mentioned some travel memories from mission trips. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I have talked about vacations and memories we have from Mm -hmm. vacations and those are things that i don't think you get without travel yeah you can make memories in different ways but travel just is different it just kind of sets you up to have an experience uh maybe with people um, that you just wouldn't have had on your own yeah i think it's the same it's the same principle as like you know if somebody was in a sport when they were in high school mm-hmm. or you're like oh when i was at band camp and like yeah. a lot of their memories are from band camp which yeah. is like what yeah. a couple weeks of the summer and yeah. you know it's, it's kind of the same thing with travel whether that's a missions trip which is more along the band camp lines being intense yeah or even a vacation is like when you take time to go to a different setting to mm-hmm. experience a different part of the world Or even just to go to a different state and experience a different environment. You set yourself up to make some memories that whenever you look back, you'll be surprised at how much percentage of your memories are of those moments. That's true. You know, it's only a week of your year. Yeah. And yet that one week of the year Mm -hmm. probably has a fourth of the memories that you really look back on from that year. Well, and the key word there, I think, is experience. Yeah. you experience life. You know, yeah. we talk about living life and, and you do want to live life. But sometimes, you know, life is a very much a routine. You're kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. But when you when you travel, you're kind of breaking away from the normal and you're kind of experiencing all that life has to offer you. Yeah, it kind of is a good reset button. Yeah, that's good. That's because a good way to put it. If you do the exact same thing every day mm-hmm. for an extended period of time, it's almost like time kind of speeds up. Yeah. To where, you know, uh, you're like, wow, where did where did the time go? Where mm-hmm. did the months go? You know, yeah. or in some people's cases, where did the years go? Yeah, it's true. But when you go on a vacation, you're kind of hitting a reset button of like, all right, I'm getting out of that routine mm-hmm. and I'm getting into a place that's new. And it not only makes those memories during that time, yeah. but I feel like you're kind of refreshed when you come back to your routine. Yeah, you're refreshed. And mm-hmm. I think one of the cool things is you also especially when you travel to a place and maybe spend some time there, mm-hmm. you learn how other people live their life. Right. You know, when you go to a, a country where, like you said, they have those long dinner meals, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this is kind of cool. I'd like to do this. Mm-hmm. So you learn things that I don't think you would learn if you stay in your little world yeah. where you think this is the way everybody <clears throat> lives. That's true. And you don't see it. And then when you go to another place, you experience it. And you're like, I like this. 
Yeah, I remember we had the opportunity to go to Florence, Italy, mm-hmm. and we ate at this restaurant that's still probably my favorite restaurant of all time. Yeah. Uh, but when we were sitting there, there was a moment like that where there was this big, you could tell they were a big extended family and they were like the classic Italian stereotype of being super loud yep. and just laughing and having a good time. But they were there before we got there yeah. and they were there after we left. Mm-hmm. They were just enjoying each other's presence, yeah. enjoying the food, enjoying those moments. And I still remember that. That yeah. was from my senior year of high school, you know? Yeah. But that's still something that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, another memory. I got to go on a mission trip to Palau. Mm-hmm. And we got to eat with a, uh, a group of Filipino friends. And they all sat on the floor. Yeah. And they liked to eat with their hands. Yeah. And uh, do, they shared a meal that they had made. And we got to enjoy that with wow. them. And that was just something that really... I was like, this is incredible. Like mm-hmm. one, I hardly ever sit on the floor when I eat dinner, much yeah, less everybody yeah. sits on the floor yeah, when we eat dinner. Yeah, everyone's on the floor. But then everyone's <laughs> sitting down, eating with their hands and just hanging out, having a good time, laughing. Mm-hmm. And that that's affected me as well. Yeah. So you, you can't have memories like that when you're in an environment that you're so familiar with that it's all just normal. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it does. It does. And also I think when you're in an environment that's your normal environment, you kind of get into your routine Mm -hmm. and it's hard to pull away and just relax. Mm -hmm. It's hard to, I think, have those meals where you spend time together or just kind of sit around and maybe not do a whole lot Mm -hmm. where you're just spending time together Mm -hmm. or you're doing something fun. You're not checking your phone. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And I think those are some of the benefits of travel that that we don't realize until we go on it. Mm-hmm. You don't realize maybe how connected you are mm-hmm. until you unplug. Right. And when you unplug, it helps you kind of like you said, reset, kind of yes. get yourself to where, okay, you know, I need to focus a little bit more on this or that and things like that. Yeah. And if anyone out there is like me, sometimes it can be tough to unplug when you're in this the normal environment, not just because of technology, but because of like responsibilities. Yeah. Like if you're trying to do it, let's say you're doing a staycation, you know, when mm-hmm. you're just chilling at your house for a week. Yeah. It's going to be pretty hard to not try and clean if something's messy. Yeah. You know, it's going to be pretty hard to not try and fix something up. You know, if you notice it and you're like, well, I got time. It's mm-hmm. very easy to fall back into the classic just productivity or the classic yeah. like I'm going to watch the same show I always watch or whatever. Like it's hard to unplug when it's right there in your face. Yeah. But and that's a good point. When things are right in front of you, it is hard to unplug. It's hard to get away and it's hard not to justify. Well, I'll just do this for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, or, I'll, I'll change my oil. You yeah, know, I'll yeah. go get my oil changed. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'll just check emails for a little bit just to. I want to have an empty email box when I come back or whatever excuse we have. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. And uh, that's one of those things I think that one of the positives of traveling is going is you you discover new things that you didn't know that you enjoyed. Um, Things that you, like we said, experience, but you're like, I didn't know I enjoyed this. Right. I like this. Yeah, you're right. There's a there's a quote. I don't remember who said it, but they said the world is a book. And those who do not travel read only a page. Yeah. And yeah. I don't remember who said that. We've got it somewhere around the house. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those quotes that like the yeah. basic white girls put on their wall or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's, true. it's a it's a good quote, man. It's a great quote. It's a good quote. Uh, because you do. 
ironically, by getting in such a different environment, you can discover new things about yourself. So yeah. like, let's say, I mean, there's the classic, are you a beach person or a mountains person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't really know unless you've done both. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you've been like in our, in our case, you know, if you've been to Florida and then you've gone to the Tennessee and yeah. you've tried both. Yeah. Well, now you really know whether you're a beach or a mountain person. You aren't just dealing with the idea. Yeah. And you know, like, what what am I in the mood for? Mm-hmm. Like, you may be in the mood for a beach trip or a mountain trip, or you may say, okay, I want to go see some bigger mountains. Mm-hmm. So you may decide to go out west. Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't have thought of that if you hadn't gone to see the Smoky Mountains. And, and I think that's the whole thing. Sometimes on a vacation or on a travel trip, you might do things you would never do. Right. Like... I took your sister a couple of years ago um, to Gatlinburg, mm-hmm. and we ziplined. Mm-hmm. We did, and I had never ziplined. Y'all had on trips, but I never have, and it was a blast. So now, when I go to places and I see ziplines, there's a part of me that's like, I could go do that. Yeah, I would love to do that. Yeah. So it's one of those things you kind of I wouldn't have known that if mm-hmm. I hadn't done it on a vacation, and that's the fun thing is you try stuff and you may find, oh, I took this cooking class. I love cooking. Yeah, You know, I did this or that and I really enjoyed it. And you come back home and you're like, I could get a new hobby out of this. Exactly. I think you're right. And you can find out, you know, I guess I would encourage people like we do normally on the podcast, yeah. not to be perfectionist with it. Yeah. Um, you know, a vacation doesn't have to be a thing where every moment is perfectly ideal the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you go on a vacation. You're like, you know what? I think I'm a beach person. You go to the beach. You're bored out of your mind you're sitting there you're staring at the waves and you're like i just hate this i really don't want to do this at all well now you've discovered you're the kind of person that when you vacation you want to be active you know you want to be doing stuff uh well you've learned something even Mm -hmm. though you're walking away with the actual trip itself not having been your favorite thing well now in the future when you plan trips you know what you like yeah i think that's a huge part of it because as we grow and mature I think we learn ourselves, we learn what we like. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's depending on your age, depending on how busy your life is. You may want a vacation of just sitting around doing nothing. Right. Or you may want a vacation where you're escaping and staying active the whole time. Right. Neither one is is right or wrong. It's really a personal preference. And it could change from year to year. Yes. One year you may have a chill vacation. The next year you may have a go, go, go vacation. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think... I guess for our context, because we're in the United States, because our country's history is pretty young yeah. comparatively to most of the world, I love going to be able to travel just to see, like to feel small and humbled in a way of like, wow, you know, this structure was here for so long. Yeah. You know, like uh, one of my favorite things to do, I got to do a semester abroad in Edinburgh, Scotland, and I got to travel and look at these castles that were built before the people even knew that the United States was a thing, before they even knew the Americas yeah. was a thing. That's a good point. You know? and, and that was cool to yeah. me because I was like, man, this building is older than the country I live in right yeah. now. You know? and, and that was something that it leaves you changed a little bit afterwards. It does. And I think that's the benefit of travel, mm-hmm. of doing it and, and finding those ways to experience that. I think broadens you. 
mm-hmm. and, and it just makes you better, like we said. Yeah, and I guess those would be the two big categories. Mm-hmm. It it broadens your horizons, yeah, and it really helps you to actually unwind and discover more about yeah, yourself. Yeah, because you as unplug. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get to the questions of the day. All right. Um, so we got three, as we normally choose. As we normally do. Uh, one is, this is a valid one, because last week we talked about structure and how mm-hmm. adding that to your life is something that's beneficial. And this is for a person that's married. They said, how do I add structure to my life if I'm married? Because my decisions affect my spouse, and we're not exactly on the same page yet. Yeah, I think the key there for structure is it has to be a team effort. Right. You know, um, what's, what's the saying? Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. You know, and I think this is where you have to be careful as a spouse, you know, whether you're a husband or wife, and you, you want the family to be this way, and maybe your spouse wants it to be this way, and it's mm-hmm. two different structures. Mm-hmm. Well, You've got to meet in the middle. You've yeah. got to figure out how you're going to function as a family. And that's important because I think, you know, God puts you together because mm-hmm. you each bring strengths to the relationship. Mm-hmm. But one is not necessarily better than the other. And I think what a couple has to do is figure out what is our structure. Yeah. And then I think within that structure, what are the things that maybe is, you know, where it's more you, it's more me, strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. You know, like your mom was really good at this, this, and this, and I was good at this, this, and this. So we kind mm-hmm. of divided those things up. Right. And I think a couple figuring that out grows their relationship. It grows it. And they help that, okay, structure is going to look like this for, for our family. This mm-hmm. is how it's going to be. And that's the beauty of when a couple get together, they get married, they figure that stuff out Mm -hmm. because they both come from two different perspectives. And then they say, okay, this is how my family did it. This is how your family did it. How are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. And once you figure that out, that's kind of a neat way of you coming together as a couple Mm -hmm. and kind of getting your own identity. Right. So I think you just commit to, okay, we're going to figure out a way to do this. It doesn't mean you and your wife are the same because you shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. That's why you're together. You both have strengths, but you figure out what's best for y'all. And then within that, you can each have your own little things, you know, mm-hmm. like you may be a very detailed A, B, C, D person. Right. And, and, you know, your spouse may be a whatever, whatever. Well, I think within that, y'all find that balance for the family. I think you're right. And, and a good key principle that you put in there was the importance of talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just are annoyed at the other person because they're too structured or they're not structured enough and yeah. you don't have a conversation, eventually that annoyance can either blow up into something it doesn't need to be yeah. or it can turn to bitterness. And that's that's not the way you want it to be. You want to have those conversations and communicate. Yeah. Okay, you know, I'm really feeling like we need to add structure in this area. And they may say, well, I don't. And then y'all can actually, you start there. Yeah. And then, like you said, you can reach a middle point. You got to talk about it, yeah. and it's a conversation that's good to have, and that's a healthy habit to have. Yeah. Uh, because if you just don't feel like dealing with it, it's just going to kind of sit there and fester mm-hmm. and and become something that's bigger than it needs to be. Yeah, I agree. Okay, question number two is: What is your take on giving your kids an allowance? Hmm. Um. I, 
I'm of the mindset and I like the mindset of kids learning how to earn. Mm -hmm. And so to me, if you're going to give your kids an allowance, it should be tied to something. Mm -hmm. Because you want to teach your children that, you know, you've got to earn it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying it has to be, you know, you pay them $1 an hour for the things they do around the house. Like one of the things we did was we gave y'all money for grades. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just a little something that it taught you that, oh, if I make a better grade, I get more money. Mm -hmm. And we did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and I think you can, as, as a family, figure out, okay, maybe there's chores around the house yep. that are tied to a weekly allowance. Mm -hmm. you know, to me, do it that way to where, okay, hey, here's your allowance. You did your chores. Or, oh, man, you know what? You didn't do this. You didn't feed the dog. You didn't do whatever. You don't get any money this week. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an easy way for them to learn responsibility. Yep. And then I think just basic economics, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get expected to be paid for nothing is not good. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a lot of people right now who, well, you should pay me because I work here. Yes, but you don't do anything. Right. I show up every day. Well, that's great, but you need to actually work. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to do that because they were never taught. Right. I pretty much 100% agree with that. Um, I think linking it to a person's performance mm -hmm. helps them in the long run I because so. that's exactly what a business does. Yeah. When you go work at a business, good work gets rewarded. And this is just a general principle. Yeah. Usually the hard workers, the ones who really give it their all, Mm -hmm. They're the ones who get promoted. They're exactly. the ones who go from working at the fast food restaurant to being the manager of the fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. And if they do great in that, they go from being the manager to being an area manager or whatever. Yeah. You know, you get promoted when you do well. And that's a lesson that is best started out young. Yeah. It's best learned whenever you're a kid. And there's not a lot on the line. It's yeah. a lot easier to not get $5 because you didn't do any of your chores for the past two weeks yeah then to say okay you're fired because you didn't do anything right yeah. you're saving them and i like what you said about the attitude because you can also in there you know you could do things like bonuses hey you did your jobs this week without me having to tell you here's mm -hmm. an extra dollar mm -hmm. you know and that that again shows them oh if i do it with a good attitude and before i'm told to mm -hmm. There's a benefit to that, mm -hmm. you know, and you can do those things to teach them those positive aspects. Exactly. It's in psychology, they call it positive reinforcement. It is, you know, and that it's a good way to do it. Yeah. And it's not cruel if they don't have any other money because they're going to be OK. You're going to feed them their meals. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't take away people's meals. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? No, don't rob their food. But uh, but they're going to be able to eat no matter what. They, yeah. they, there's not a lot of skin in the game at that point. So that's the ideal time to learn those lessons. Yeah, I agree. Final question. This is a pretty good one. Where should I go to college if I don't know what I want to do? That's a toughie. It, it, um, it really is. I would, I would say, one, uh, depending on who is an authority over you. Right. Uh, you know, talk with them. Yep. Uh, because I don't think college is a have to these mm -hmm. days. Yeah. But I also don't think it'd be good to just sit at home, you know, eating Cocoa Puffs and playing video games. Right. So so it's a matter of if you don't go to college, what are you going to do? 
Um, and I think figuring that out is a key thing. Now, you may have parents who say, no, you're going to college. Well, then you want to find a university that might can help you figure out what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to just go to a university to, hey, I'm just going to go party. Yeah. That's a waste of year. Yeah. Um, you want to go to a university that maybe will challenge you and help you find what you want to do. Right. I think those are the two things. If your authority says you're going to a school no matter what, then you want to find a place that can challenge you in a positive way, maybe is, has a good environment, um, is different. If you're, you know, if your parents don't say you have to go to college, then maybe you take a year and work mm-hmm. and just earn some money and figure out, you know, maybe I want to do this, maybe I want to do that. Try it and see. Not everybody, I think, has to go to college. Right. I think a lot of it depends on what do you want to do. Yeah. And if you don't know that yet, this is a good time. Take a year to do some different jobs. Yeah. Figure out what you like. And that's that's actually exactly what I was going to say in mm-hmm. terms of if if your parents are saying you have to go to college, just pick one, right? Yeah. Just whichever one you think looks fun and isn't stupid expensive. You can yeah. even go to junior college yeah, to where exactly. maybe you don't owe any money exactly. for going to school. Yeah. Um, or if you've got some time, you know, you're a junior and you're starting to think about these things. Well, cool. You've got time to test. And that's what I would do. There's a fantastic book I would recommend reading called Design Your Life. Uh, it kind of gives you some practical steps on how to do this. Mm-hmm. But like if you've always thought to yourself, man, it would be so cool to be like Jacques Cousseau and go be with seals and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, they brought up the point instead of going and getting a marine biology degree and then finding out you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you go see if there's anything that, you know, any places nearby that have anything to do with that. Yeah. And you can go just intern there mm-hmm. and just volunteer just to get the knowledge and the experience. Yeah. Or call somebody and say, hey, what does a normal day look like for you? You can do a, li- a thing called a life interview. I've actually done that. And it's, it was really beneficial for me to see what a normal day looked like because I'm looking at getting into wedding videography. Yeah. What does a normal day look like for that person? I literally found a person on Facebook that made good videos, sent them a message, asked them and said, hey, can I pay for your coffee and learn about this? And I've got so much information now from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they even gave me some opportunities to shadow and watch them work. Yeah, And so that's been so beneficial and you can have that too. So just start, like yeah, pick something, be start. like, you know, Hey, I want to be a, a business executive. Guarantee you there are businesses in your city. Yeah. Uh, find one that looks interesting. Like, Hey, if I had an ideal job there, that'd be sweet. Find the person that's got the position you want and met, reach out to them. Yeah. Offer to pay for their coffee. It's five bucks, but I'm telling you, you can find out a lot of stuff that way. Yeah, the book. Can is called Design Your Life. Uh, So if you want to read it, it'd be a great, great resource for you in this season of your life. Yeah, it would be. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and we hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. 
You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.